2: Number one five-star Five review. I'm host Eddie joined as always by Takdoji Lakta and John the Brain, Sheeran and Bridget D H R. Jan home. Cars. Yeah. Nice hmm. to have the whole team back. Getting healthy. Yeah. No Happy rap today. We we're trying to get down Happy to business. Happy Kwanzaa to those who celebrate. Happy like just, there's, no those celebrate. there's no yeah. more messing no th- around. No. Th- there's
0: no more hanging in these games against lesser teams. You know, There's no more half performances, half good, half bad. No, it's time to get serious. It's time to go for the number one seed. The real reason is because I thought Bridget was going to do one, but it ended up being too not safe for work because she dissed the crap out of Mac Jones. We could not air it on YouTube. Who? Sorry, guys.
1: If anyone knows the Mike Jones song, Flossin', there is a lyric. Like, Mike Jones, much like DJ Khaled, likes to say his own name in his music. And so in Flossin', he's like, Mike Jones, who? Mike Jones. And there was a total opportunity to do a Mac Jones who? And then I ate too many cookies, and I didn't do it. So She sent us
0: the script, and it was just vulgar beyond... My comprehension, especially coming from an HR representative. So, so.
1: Mm, sorry, Mac Jones. Maybe if we get a couple new Patreons, I'll release it. I,
2: I, I'd like to, I personally would like to hear, can we get a taste of it though? Could we get a uh, maybe a synopsis? Uh, Bridget, I, maybe I just, just gave you one. Mac eatling, Jones,
1: or? who? That's, that's the only teaser anyone's getting.
2: Okay. It is my thing, John. If you were a Mac Jones, yeah, and you're a chubby little. Ugly little slow short fingered short fingered Spoiled useless dumb uh, spoiled dumb I love that you could
1: be talking about Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. Uncultured his name's
2: McCorkle. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All of these, John. Yeah. You are this. You are a Mac Jones, unfortunately. Okay. And you want to play a position where you get fifty million dollars a year. You want to hang around. Look, the way the NFL works now. As you know, John, they decide, are you a starter or you're not? If you're a starter, okay, you're going to make minimum, what, $30 million a year. For QB. If you're not, you get like nothing. You get the million a year, maybe. Yeah. That's not enough, I mean, to pay rent. Yeah. You know. Not where we are right now. But here's what I'm saying, John. If you're in that position, okay, you need to last this league. You need, you know. Give your head this above guy, water. Yeah. And this guy is targeting these defensive players yeah. who have worked hard. They're athletic, they are smarter, they're faster, they're physical, and they're defensive players. They hit people for a living. Right. This guy is gonna get nailed. Okay. He's gonna get hit so hard one day. Counterpoint. And yeah. yet the Patriots were able to walk away with Okay, 18, why are we talking about the Patriots? John, that was the luckiest eighteen points. Eighteen points I mean, I've ever seen in my you're life. You're not supposed to when you're twenty two points ahead, you're not supposed to end the game. Being four points ahead—that's okay. just not how, how being a great John, team. John, can we agree I, I, that was the luckiest "quote unquote" comeback I've you, ever they seen? They were able to score 18 points. That's nothing, what matters. There was nothing one lucky of them was about a ricochet that a recovery, man.
0: Nothing lucky about the end of that game.
2: That you see, that's one. Yeah, uh, the, that's, I'm confused, John. They're saying that was a forward pass when he didn't even have the ball. When he was moving his hand forward, there was no ball. Not even the fumble what is I was he talking, talking about. Was he passing that's gas? Fumble, was it right. forward passing of his gas? Because that's what looks like Mac Jones is doing most of the time. Looks like he's he passing as, gas, and he doesn't want people. John,
0: he had as much control of that ball like you usually do with the show.
2: None. Thank you. And of Thank his, his back Thank you for agreeing with me, not so much for disrespecting me. Yeah, John, I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something very important, because we talked about... Mac Jones we talked about the Patriots and really Joe Burrow outsmarting Bill Belichick in that game what i mean oh he was beautiful joe burrow i mean he was joe, he came out you, on fire you could pick two unequal things joe burrow is the starting quarterback Bill yeah. belichick is the head coach yeah. actually if joe there was burrow, great coaching great coaching is in coming back with a far inferior team to make it a a nail biter in the fourth quarter that That hail mary is is the luckiest thing i've ever seen we're not talking about luck
0: that hail mary made absolutely no sense they didn't draw that up that's not belichick's greatness yeah
2: yeah Yeah. thank you john you so you would like me to believe that the bounce from one receiver to another was an accident? john here's the thing
1: that was a what i'm saying john no no john John is so correct yeah John is so correct like you can't write up we all we could have had that as an interception we go up we block it and we just tip it into the hands unluckily for us luckily for them of that other guy to be able to walk right in like that is I mean that happens what one in a hundred times Trent
0: Irwin's a touchdown machine and he drops one that game's over if he catches it there's no luck on the Bengals side at all in that second half it was
2: all the Patriots luck Yeah, here's the thing, what I was trying to say with Joe Burrow out smarting with Belichick, John, that ball, okay, that ball was just like a a pack of ice. It was like Mm -hmm. something that we would snack on in the summertime, right? It was just this this very hard. You saw Evan McPherson, you saw the other kicker too. They missed a total of like eight extra points, right? These two kickers. No one misses extra points, right? And, uh, And Joe Burrow came out, the weather was the coldest when they started the game. And he came out, he was on fire. I mean, he was so accurate. And he was getting to all, like you said, Trent Irwin, all these different people. And, the, you know, Bill Belichick was throwing everything he had at them. And this was a very good defense. And and by the way, the offensive line, the offensive line had like one or two, they had like two or three slip-ups, right? They gave up the two sacks. I think there's a couple other times where there's a little more pressure than we would have liked. They did a pretty good job of holding up, you know? And, uh, and yeah, and, and then I think... Bill Belichick on I mean offensively they have nothing going on. So this was exactly a case of a superior team, the superior team looking ahead like we are going to do to the big Monday night game and taking their foot off the gas just a little bit. You know, in that cold weather, not trying to get hurt. That's what I said. They they were maybe not as physical after that 22, zero, 22 to zero lead.
1: Yeah. Well, and you have to remember that six of the Patriots points came from defense, from their defense. And going into that game, I think the Patriots' defense and special teams lead led, leads the league in defensive and special teams touchdowns. So that's not – I mean, you're going to get that. They have a good defense. Their special teams are fine. You Mac Jones in that offense only scored 12 points and six or seven, I can't remember where the PATs were missed, but came from like the – luckiest tip and catch you've ever seen in football. So, I, not, I, I don't think Bill Belichick cooked up something that we just couldn't handle. I mean, two-thirds of their points were just luck and talent yeah. on a different side of the ball.
2: Yeah, speaking of luck and talent, John, I wanna know what's going on with the Buffalo Bills. That's what I wanna know, because this man- That's talent. Yeah, well, the that, that well, Buffalo Bills are pure talent. That's just Buffalo Bills are arguably the greatest Okay, team the but what NFL makes right the NFL, the Buffalo Bills a Super Bowl contender, what made them such a trendy place, you know, trendy destination for people like Von Miller and these kind of guys is Josh Allen, right? No. And John, here's Which, the numbers that this guy, this very angry man over here, yeah. Nick Wright, is pointing out about Josh Allen the last 10 weeks, he's been average to below average. He's been winning games. Now these are, okay, these are the counting stats, I know John, but, but just to show, just to review to the people listening, he's 26th in pass rating, has the most turnovers of 12, he has the 30th completion percentage, 21st yards per pass, 12th in yards, passing yards per game, and he's ninth in total past touchdowns, tied for ninth. Well, uh, come on! If someone, if if Burrow had stats like these, and I don't know if he does, and I don't care if he does, no one would, no mm-hmm. one would. Buro's at the top in everything. It, it, I mean, even if he weren't statistically, when you watch the game, you know. Okay, and how many? I mean, do you back, games? Have you, you watched? Do you remember back in the Andy Dalton day, days when people would shove these statistics down our throats to convince us that Andy Dalton was something that he wasn't, which is a quarterback who can win? So he was he was never a, a statistically good quarterback. Yeah. The there were there were a lot of times when he was a very statistically good quarterback. One season. But it doesn't matter. Because it's about watching the when you watch the Buffalo Bills, that's a team that can beat you. But do you watch the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: John. Josh Allen is Professor Chaos. Professor Chaos is a character that appeared in a couple South Park episodes, but I'm just using it as his name. He has forty one according to Pro, fo- pro Football Focused, forty one big time throws 29 turnover worthy throws. Both lead the league. So you're getting literally both sides of the spectrum of good and bad quarterback play, of just quarterback play in general. You will see throws that you've never seen before from a quarterback in the good way, and then also in the bad way. Not necessarily Zach Wilson level of bad decision making, but his arm, like it might be the best in the league in terms of just pure raw talent, and he just kind of lets that fly regardless of what he's seen down the field sometimes. And it helps when you have two guys in Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis who work perfectly with him. Diggs might be, in my opinion, the most underrated receiver in the league. I think he's easily top five. And Gabriel Davis and Allen had this connection on these deep post in breaking routes that is just unstoppable. And it, it took like at least two years before defense has finally cooked up coverages to best defend them. So he has these two elite receivers on the outside and this absolute cannon of an arm. And honestly, he's just a moose. You watch him Mm -hmm. escape the pocket and he runs like he's a a 6'5, 250 middle linebacker with the ball in his hand. And it's really hard to stop him. It's really hard to tackle him. It, It takes a unique level of defensive communication to contain him in the pocket and then actually corral him before he gains
2: these big time plays. Yeah, but I mean, John, I mean, look. I saw Cam Taylor-Britt uh, had his back turned on that touchdown, right? That, that, that one, the shorter touchdown, not the freak touchdown pass yep. against the Patriots. And I've seen it a few times where his awareness is a little bit off. And is still, Luan Rumo is confusing every quarterback these days. He's getting them to make decisions that they, they regret immediately after. Can he do that against Josh Aller? Yeah. I think they so. They wake up sitting, they wake up sleeping next to Lou Romo. Yeah. They're like, What have like, I done? Why why have what have I why is he here? Why is Lou Romo in my bed? This what guy go, does, he goes he goes the extra mile. John. Yeah. John. Anything else? No. Well, I mean, really Luan, look at the guy. Obviously, he's a charmer. Yeah. Go ahead, John. He's got that quiet One more? animal magnetism. Yeah, I man. mean he's and he's also let's be honest, he's fit. That's how he got cast to play the role yeah. of the Hulk. John. We all love Lu and Arumo. I think
0: it's, I don't think it's that difficult to confuse Josh Allen on some post snap rotations. You just move some safeties around, you drop back inning coverage. I think similar things that you do with Mahomes, you can do to Allen in terms of just slowing down his processing down the field. But sometimes, like, like, like that's the thing. Like, you can force Josh Allen to make mistakes if you keep him in the pocket. Once he gets out, though, it doesn't matter how good your coverage is. If all your guys have their backs turned to the ball, then Allen can escape and just rip off these huge runs. Like I think Devin Singletary and the the other running back uh, the last, last name is White. I think like they've been I think better than advertised. I think Buffalo does have a decent stable of running backs, but for the most part of the season it really has been Allen carrying the run game too. So a lot is on his shoulders to make these plays that defensive coordinators sometimes just throw up their hands like What else can we do? Like we can put the we can put together the perfect game plan against this guy, but he can fit these throws into these tight windows. I think if any defense coordinator can stop Josh Allen, or at least contain him for as much as possible, it is Lujan Rumo. And that's definitely the biggest storyline of Monday
2: night. Oh, okay. Uh, counterpoint, John. Now, uh, if the Bengals have a weakness, uh, it... This I don't think they a... have... Yeah. So, hmm? wouldn't that be the really bad match then, to have a team that can strategically hit you downfield and to have it against playing us when we are weakness then is downfield he's saying the cornerback position Sorry, with cut cutouts yeah yeah Corner. yeah I w- probably because again i think Diggs has a great feel
0: for just his route running just his feel against certain coverages and gabe davis like you don't think this dude is an elite downfield receiver when you see him and then he starts running and just gets behind guys so yeah von bell jesse bates need to stay on top of these routes and Taylor Britt's gonna need a really great game, and that's the thing with Taylor Britt. Like he's been the epitome of a rookie defensive back. He'll make these great plays. So like yeah, that's the reason why they traded up for him. And then his back is turned to the ball, and he's still really inconsistent about finding the ball. Like he had the best play I think in coverage of his career so far against New England, and probably the worst when he didn't find the ball in the back of the end zone. So that's that's Josh Allen. Like if, John, if Allen it? sees the back of your head, he's John. gonna target him.
2: Yep. I'm just wondering, And that's going to happen. That's going to happen at least two times. I'm John. Wh- how? Wh- where do you develop the skill to track the ball or to smell the ball? Do you know what I mean? Like these players that are good cornerbacks, it seems like they're they, can, they can sense they're it. They're born with it. They John. are born with that skill. They come John, out and John, boom, they yeah. smell the ball. The mom puts the ball in there. Then no. why is he saying rookie? No, he's saying when you're a rookie, your sense of a smell for the ball is is not there yet. John. As you get to yes. John. You just throw yeah. it to the wolves, man. These other wolves, they they can smell their prey better than you. you see, like, how's it not self-explanatory? John, so let me ask you something else. On the other side of the ball, okay? We lose Lyle Collins, was wildly inconsistent, who is always injured, who, you know, we signed to a very... Roasting him after he just suffered a serious knee injury? Come on. Yeah, that's cruel. No, oh, no. I think that's well, oh, kind of proving my point. Me. Proving my point, that is both wildly inconsistent because his knee was different before the injury. Now it is very different, that's inconsistent, and he's injured. So those are the both things I'm saying. It's like when you buy something from Costco and you drop it, can you take it back? Yeah, but can you yell at the person as well? Say, I dropped this, but why did you hand it to me in the way that I wasn't prepared? But John, let me ask you this, okay? When We are talking about Elias Collins, and he goes down, and we have identity. And I remember seeing our friend, Angel Face Parker Blake, Mike Santagada, as people like this talking about the differences between the two, one has a very wide, let's just say, base, or you know, we used to say backside, much, 100, backside. 100, 100. We used to say one has a bite backside, right? Yeah. And one is a little narrow backside. Yeah. One is like a this, and one is a power, and one is a push, and one is a right. They have different styles, but let's just get you to the baby bottom. Baby got back versus baby only got crack, not much back. <laughs> yeah, showing the crack. But John, here's the thing, okay, if you're paying attention, what does that mean against a team like the Bills? But who do they have on the left side? And is he going to, is that going to be, because I really feel like the Bengals, no matter, again, against the Patriots, they're getting so much better at mitigating the premier pass rushes by passing them off or just, you know, the, Joe Burrow's moving better. He's, come, you know what I mean? I feel like the communication is just Yeah, the old so line has been great. So John, the, go ahead.
0: Well, I think... Not necessarily when it comes to the Bills, but just in general, the Bengals have gotten, like you said, like a decent feel for the strengths and weaknesses of this offensive line. So with, with Jonah, for example, like the, the majority of pressure that he's allowed, that he allows, comes through the inside, right? So Burrow has gotten a sense of when to step out of the pocket, when to break free. Like Jonah has a has a good sense of where to get beat, right? And he doesn't get beat fast. With Lael, it's been the opposite because Lael to your point, has not had a ton of explosion out of his stance this year. And guys have been just taking advantage of that by going around the edge. And then, and therefore, Saburo so has one tackle who gets beat inside a lot and then another tackle who gets beat outside a lot because he can't handle speed. So it's been a little bit complicated here and there. But they at least have an understanding of where these guys were at at, at this point in the season. Now you take basically the exact opposite of Leo Collins and then Kima Denji, who's a little bit smaller. You're not going to get as much, as much push in the running game. But he's a lot quicker out of the stance. He won't get beat to the outside very much unless you have a really advanced uh, pass rusher with great hand usage that can bend the arc like that. So I think now you have two tackles who kind of lose in a similar manner, and that's an adjustment for Burrow who's going to have to step outside of the pocket more often
2: now. Is it John? Is it is it with the difference? That was really, that was really, really good. Down. That was really good. Yeah, but kink, what I'm saying, so when you say that one is kind of more narrow and one is kind of wider, is this like a personal thing with Well, th- th- line- they both got cake, man. This is they're offensive line. They're yeah. on brick houses out here. Like, okay. what are we doing? Okay. I'm just saying is okay, okay. But it's not like a kink that someone has like I like the this kind of offensive or That you know, I it's rough, like a, I like a Okay. John, Yikes. here's my other thing. John No, please, Bridget. We're trying to be professional here and talk Mm -hmm. about offensive line.
1: Noted. Noted.
2: Here's here's my next question, John. Both Burrow turnovers came on miscommunication, and part of that has to do with the fact that they have had uh, uh, receivers and tight ends in and out of the lineup. You agree? I mean, Joe Burrow. And by the way, we have to mention him on the show. Or you know, the guy we've been rooting for had another great game. Trenton Irwin, as John mentioned, this was his first touchdown. And then obviously, obviously after that, when you do something like that, you know, he celebrates and that's one of the best parts of his game. But John, he he wasn't done there, right? He kept going. He kept going and he had, what was it? He had another touchdown. And then finally, John. Finally, he had a near third touchdown that we talked about. And I, I see people said he dropped a the near ball. Near touchdown, you're going to celebrate that. Well, look, look at how deep he gets. Look at how he beat the coverage. I feel like I feel like I, as much as I, I feel like maybe the, the ball, the touch on the ball was a little off. You think that was a drop or what? Not in the hands, man. Okay, so it's a drop Okay, the point point is this He's being used as a real weapon now A guy catches two touchdowns And you're still You know what I mean? He's still over the top Going to get a third touchdown He's a real weapon now Jamar Chase, obviously Higgins had a great game Yeah
0: that first touchdown was awesome, though, because yeah. the Patriots ran a ton of cover, two in this game. And you can see both safeties kind of favoring the silence because that's where T Higgins and Jamar Chase was. And then Irwin just ran a seam route right up the middle but yeah. in that giant, you know, the Red Sea in the secondary was parted and he was wide open there. So, like, it's great to have that guy that understands where to be. He's got chemistry and communication down with Burrow. And he's also being a beneficiary of coverage being drawn away from him.
1: Yeah. so so. I want to ask a question here. Um, Because we're going to be dealing, obviously, with the O-line change with Adenogy coming in for Collins. And Burrow's going to have to adjust to that. But we, over the last, what, seven weeks or so, have seen a much more consistent offense. Granted, we didn't see it as consistently in the second half of this last game. But like I said, Pat's had a lot of luck on their side. So weeks four, five, six, whatever it was, you know, we're talking about this offense is really predictable. Zach Taylor's not a good play caller. We haven't really stopped to talk about what has changed, what's different. It was literally like all of Twitter, all of social media was like oh zach taylor can't call call plays he needs to turn play calling over this that we are not having those conversations or at least i'm not seeing those so john what do you think has changed what's like redirected the conversation
0: i'm gonna make a bill's analogy here because we talked about how josh allen has a huge part in the run game because he just makes plays off script right And he has this arm that there's no coverage, there's no arm angle that he can't have to get the ball down the field. Unfortunately, Joe Burrow can't run the ball like Josh Allen, and he doesn't have that arm. So when you had a run game that was as abysmal as the Bengals was in the first five or six weeks of the season, and it was so predictable for defenses to key in on that in the pre-snap phase, it just made the offense completely bland, and there was just no creativity. It couldn't get out of its own way. So once they got the run game to at least a competent level, then defenses weren't able to key in on them they had to you know keep guys back in the secondary and then you had to find ways to create yards after catch underneath some of these coverages once the Bengals were able to do that with getting mixed in out of the backfield and just having decent blocking and a decent scheme then you could start opening up the passing game more and of course the offensive line got better as the year went on so they haven't been allowing as many stacks Burrow has been avoiding more stacks compared to earlier on in the season I believe is Stacked a pressure rate is still like 14% in these past 70 weeks, which is a really good number, especially for him. So it's a bunch of other things that all coincide with this offense is now finally in sync. There's no predictability necessarily, but they still have these staples in the, in the offense, right? They still love to attack underneath in the coverages. And whenever they see a one-on-one on the outside, like we saw Joe Burrow and Teagans, whenever he saw that one-on-one, especially in that mismatch, he's going to go deep. He's not afraid to do that. So now defenses have to stay on their toes because they can't key
2: in on one single thing anymore. Well, and, and, and that's a great uh, point, John. I, I, I would also add, I mean, as, a, as the only QB coach, former QB coach in the room, that what you're really seeing here is that in the NFL, uh, the preseason matters, practice matters. A lot of those uh, bonds, a lot of those, uh, you know, the, the chemistry that's going to go on in the season is done there. And, and Burrow really didn't get to have a proper uh, preseason. He, he came in a way, he came in late. Uh, he wasn't really uh, doing much in practice early on in the year, and his year started late. And so I think it makes sense then that these that a lot of uh, things started to gel uh, later in the year for him. And you're seeing it with Deshaun Watson, by the way. This is a really great quarterback, a despicable human being, but a great, human, a great quarterback who is not really gelling with his offense. He's got the tools himself, Deshaun. But it's not working out because he didn't really, mm, he's not, he, did, he, he hasn't been playing the games enough, he hasn't been in the system enough, and it's coming together late. So I, I think that you're right. I think that the momentum is going to hopefully keep improving, and maybe the Bengals will be better each successive game in the, in the postseason. That's the hope. Okay, so John, so my, going back to my question, and I showed the Trenton on Irwin uh, highlights. So we saw, first of all, Tyler Boyd with his finger. Uh, they have to keep putting the bone back in, sticking it in, sticking it out. It's very obviously there's a big inconvenience, right? I mean, that's like even with credit cards, we don't like doing that. Now we have the tap, right? Yeah. He has to do that with his bone every time he wants to play. Is that problem? Is that problem with the finger? Is that you know? I know he did. He sat on the route, and Joe Burrow is going to continue. That means that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Is it because he missed time? Is it because he's physically like the physical part is throwing him off in terms of concentration? I don't want to make too big of a deal, but there's that, and then there's the Joe Burrow one. What I'm saying is Joe Burrow has been throwing to a lot of different people, not just like one or two pads. Like Trenton Irwin is like one of his more important targets now, you know, and the, the tight end and all of this. Is that is that I think in the end it's going to pay off personally. I think he's just going to have so many people he he can trust, you know. But do you think that's to blame? Is that The, the finger. We're talking about the finger. The finger injuries, incons- you know, and then the communication. Is it all kind of missing time and communication? I'm looking around to try to find where the point of that question was. What do you? Okay, so let's go about? to the next point. So the the point, the question
0: is: Is the finger really a big deal for Burrow or Boyd? Because you're. Boyd. About- Boyd. But. Yeah, it, probably. It's still discomforting to him. He's human. He yeah. saw that safety, Devin McCourty, just charging down and then, like, I don't want to take this hit. Sometimes the yeah. quarterback puts your receivers in a bad situation
2: oh. and he didn't finish the route. Okay, but what I'm saying, okay, so the other part is that is, there, is the communication a little bit off between Burrow and the receivers because, because he's had so many different people in and out? Eh, maybe. No. Probably okay. not. The next, no. the next question is this. Next question is this. Next question is this, John. When we talk about, uh, you know, we talked about the Lyle Collins injury. You were trying to spread this idea about uh, Andrew Whitworth yeah. coming back to save the team. Yeah, he was. Now, doing now it. May we, I, can I interrupt here and tell you, tell our, our fans, and tell I'm, I know Bridget and John are aware of this, but the, even Bridget, tell, even I, Bridget, yeah. yeah, Daddy and I are currently the reason why we're uh, out and about is that we're currently in Malibu, yeah, trying to see if we can convince Whit. Uh, to come back Um, he's needed on the team and we've been uh, setting up in a a series of meetings with his agent where they just don't show yeah uh we we've been to some really great uh restaurants in the west side of l.a we've been uh, we said i've been inviting them to hotel lobbies and elsewhere where his agent just will not show up. Now, he never confirmed he was coming. He's just doing this. He's sitting around pools holding his dogs. That's uh, all they, he wants they, to they do the these days. The agent nor never confirmed they were coming, but we are sending out the invites and they're not showing up. Yeah. I would and, hold
1: my dog around a pool rather than meeting the two of you in a hotel lobby any and, day. And well, that is why dwell, you now, will
2: never win a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's why you never going to win a Super Bowl. Even she, we're trying to win with, and ourselves, a Super Bowl. And let's be honest, the first one didn't really count because the Logan Wilson penalty. So he wants a real, he wants a real, Super Bowl. unpenalized Super yep, Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl, yeah. But and it's, and and so we're starting to feel a little bit despondent about the fact that Witt might be joining us again. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. I, I mean, well, according to John, and according to this article, it's a done deal. Well, he basically explains here that he's retired, and I feel like John. This who, is an article, by the way, that we found. Yeah. While we were hunting, we f- were for wits. For we were we were having some food in, in a great uh, a, a great little uh, vegan restaurant in in Malibu. So yeah yeah so here's the thing, John. Uh, Whitworth he is staying in shape you could say it like that or is he staying out of shape well, so that he could play he's, he's, maintaining maintaining the the large, he's maintaining the round shape large yeah, he's maintaining ground shape that he needs to roll over defensive linemen and he also he's only what 47 48 years old and i might point out yeah. he's not just a man with a big body yeah andrew whitworth is a man with a big head yeah and i think that phys- physically speaking if you yeah. want to get into the details that big head is managing that big body in ways that very few offensive linemen have he's a smart uh, in other words uh, uh, um, lineman as well he, he knows what he's doing he's strategic yeah. with that big big old Forty-five-year-old uh, body. Or whatever yeah, it is. yeah. So let's try to find a point out of all of this. What I want to is he coming back, John? Yes or no? Yes or should go- he come back? No, no. Is no not no. should. No and no. Shouldn't and isn't. Just, just stay retired,
0: man. Don't, don't put yourself back into this grind. You're forty-one years old. You, you haven't been working out. You've been doing Amazon pregame and postgame coverage. Just, just take it easy, man. Like no one's gonna think less of you because you haven't won as many games. No, as Jeff Saturday is an offensive but line. But John, there. but John, but look, look. So he's not coming. Hold on, hold on. That, hold on. that, that shouldn't. On. What about hold on, isn't?
2: hold on, hold on, hold on, John? If you were Whitworth, let me just, let me just, let me just take his perspective yeah. here. Let's not here. be selfish. Yeah. Let's set the scene. Okay, here. you're Whitworth. Let's cool down. You play for the Bengals most of your career. Then you have a little stint with the Rams. Okay, I mean, whatever. Maybe you're a little bit on the decline. You know, maybe you ruined your reputation just a little bit. You go back to the Cincinnati Bengals the te- the team that drafted you you played your career with you finish in an amazing way with an amazing quarterback a, a team that's going to go down in history a team that's going to be the first championship in Cincinnati history all this kind of stuff you were drafted by them you played for them yeah. you are going to be in the history books you're going to be the Bengals ring of honor john those rings player, they don't get those out of those little uh, you know jack. those cracker jack boxes no. These rings they get them probably from Walmart, maybe from Target. Maybe. They are these rings are real rings. Yeah. That the ring of honor. Target premier target. And here's the thing. Now you finish your career. A storybook career. Yeah. Okay? The prince comes and, in right And in. you make up with the people of Cincinnati. Yeah. You are now we allowed you're you now allowed to move back to Cincinnati. Okay, yeah, let's you move back, back why, to Cincinnati. Why are you,
0: you painting him as the bad guy? He already got his storybook beginning he won, he won the Super Bowl against Whoa. the team that That's, wronged him well, five that, years ago. Well,
2: John, that yeah. is a matter of opinion. Whose John. story it's is that? It's not, it's facts. Who has written the book of the story? I feel when like Daddy who <laughs> writes the book. The story book is totally different than the book the rest of us are reading. I feel like I feel like John is with with explaining. John is he's he's not with yeah. He's no he's, he's analyst explaining. Like he's looking at it from the perspective of his own A analytical logic and mind. reason. I'm looking at it from Yes, I'm looking at it from the perspective of a very large man who is now lost. He is lost in my... Look at those pictures. John, does this man look happy to you? I want to just show yes, you a yes. picture. The one does this, this is, man look this like he's... Look a, at oh, the No that's way. That's a cry for help. Look no. at the foot <laughs> up in the air. Look, that is look a at cry that. for help. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's rescue me. Look help at this. Me. Only three dogs. Do you know in Cincinnati how many dogs you can oh, have? At least four. There's no limits. At least four, John. Mm,
1: yeah. And by the way, standing kind of in front of the element
2: pool... Listen, is there a greater symbol for escape than standing in front of the pool? Yeah. Like I want to swim away. Help if there me, is a way, get. I, I, I'm I'm stuck. Take me back to the dreamy okay. skies of Cincinnati, Ohio. That's None of this matters
0: mean. because the Bengals aren't going to call him, and we know this why because he's they not. He's them? not playing have
2: football. To oh, <laughs> they want people to play football. Okay, yeah, wait a minute. Sense. Because he's uh, because he's the wrong just, tackle. You can't because just have side. a nice blazer
1: and sweatshirt combination. You have to. Actually, be able to do the job, John. Well, I'm not gonna take call a tackle Hold on John. retirement John. and then move okay. their left tackle wanna... to right
0: tackle just to appease him.
2: No, now, is that you move Jonah. Yeah. Jonah to right exactly. Tackle. exactly. They're not oh, gonna Jonah. move Jonah to the right tackle. No, Jonah can't do right tackle, Jonah is. Then you pay, lucky. we're lucky John. Jonah's doing the left tackle, John. Then you pay him less. The Bengals obviously would do that. No, then you can pay it. Jonah, Jonah not less for him to do it for less. No, no, here's the question is it really a big deal for Witt to go from one tackle to the other side of the tackle? You just flip your tackle, John. He said in this article, he said, "I'm, you know, six seven. I just stand there or something, right?" That's what they do. He's admitting it. Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't say this to you. Yeah. They say it, they only say it in Malibu, John. It's like they don't t- share it with the people of. Cincinnati. John, you've been you've tried to get in the elevator, elevator, right? And there's sometimes there's a big six seven. You can't get around them. It doesn't matter if he's on the left no, or the right. Doesn't matter. The doors open and you're like, I'm done. I'm waiting for the next ride. Here's the thing, John. And I just no, I just want to be serious, John. This important, please. I just want to be serious for a second, okay? Is he really good on amazon prime do you watch amazon prime for bitward do you think it's gonna last i've never seen I'm it i'm just guessing do. he was really good covering that Bengals game what because he was talking about the Bengals. you see bring back to <laughs> the point he needs That's to go back belongs. to the Bengals, yes and he needs to cement his legacy yes he belongs with us it was right. his legacy I was cemented like, it's like that movie with ethan hawk where she meets the lady on the train and they made three of them i mean yeah. he it's he needs, a love yeah. story that has to end here in Cincinnati. I would accept the apology personally. I would accept the apology. Look. He's got nothing to apologize for. Well, well he didn't want us to. He didn't show up. He Listen, he didn't show up at Root and Toot and Bagels, and that at least deserves us, and I'm sorry. I mean, he never confirmed. Yeah. But we assumed he was coming. And with that, I just want to say. Oh, we didn't make our predictions. Okay, let's Ooh, make our predictions. Buffalo yeah. Bill. How will we do against Buffalo Bill? <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Let's be honest, guys. Listen, can we all, the four of us, go into these predictions without inflating, without fanning, yeah. without fantasizing? And be honest Let's with be what honest. we think no. is going to happen.
1: No, I can't. I'm sorry.
2: Because I, 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 one of the things I Wait, haven't liked about... Even Bridget can't fantas- can not not fantasize. The one thing I don't like about Bengals Bridget- Twitter is that it's become this whole thing is who can be more pumped up yeah. and happy and optimistic about the Bengals than the next guy. Listen, the, a Cincinnati fan has to have a dark side. A Cincinnati fan's got to... We've been through a lot. We're yeah. a person with a chip on our shoulder. You got If you don't show that chip a little bit, then how long have you been a Bengals fan? So may I go first then? Yes, please. I know that in the playoffs I believe in the playoffs there can't be ties is that right? you cannot tie in the playoffs no tie games but I actually think this can be a tie game this is not the playoffs no I know that's what I'm saying this is pre-playoffs okay so I think this can be a tie game and I think this will be a tie game okay and I think it will end with a tie and uh, Evan McPherson long record-breaking missed field goal will miss 80-yard field goal yes Okay. Yes, and the player of the game will be a big question mark in front of a gray box because no one... They're will... all going to be equal. Yes. Okay. I think these two teams are so evenly matched. I think these two teams are so... Uh, how shall we say? it? It's Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I think... Uh, who wins in a Batman versus Superman scenario? Batman. Well, when, when, when there's a little bit of kryptonite involved, right? So I think... Uh, yeah, I think it's a tie game. Bridget.
1: So I... I think it's going to be high scoring on both sides. I think each team is going to get, we're going to go over 30 and it's supposed to be fairly warm or warm for January. Yeah, like
2: 59 or something. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty warm.
1: So I'm going to go Bengals 37, Bills 34. I think it's going to be a walk-off field goal. I think it's going to be reminiscent of the division securing kick Evan McPherson had in week 17 last year, uh, similar to what we saw in overtime during the AFC championship. I think after this last game where Money Mac just didn't look, he looked maybe like he had a few pennies as opposed to a few dollars. So I'm going to go 37-34 Bengals, walk-off field goal. And that's going to get uh, Evan McPherson to play or the game for me.
2: Done.
0: It's it's just ridiculous to me to count out the Bengals again. They are nineteen and three against the spread in their last twenty two games. They've won seven in a row. Just when I they think they're about to lose, they somehow make the play to end up winning the game. I think this game is going to be a classic. I think it's got a lot of hype to live up to, but. That's what happens when two of the best teams in in the game play on the biggest stage. So I I think my player of the game is going to be Jamar Chase because I don't think the the Bills have the cornerbacks to match up with these receivers. And when that's just the case all across the board, Jamar Chase is still the number one guy. And he's still going to be the guy that gets some of these single coverage opportunities because the Bills just can't – like, they can't double everyone. And T. Higgins is coming off a great game, so the Bills are going to be preparing for him as well. The only – Issue that I would have is, again, like, how do you limit those big plays from Allen when he just breaks in the pocket, especially without Sam Hubbard because he's so good and contained. So I think Trey Hendrickson is going to have to play more. Hopefully he's more healthy than he was last week. But I think this game is going to be a classic, and I just don't see the logic in picking the against the Bengals. So I'm going to go Bills 33, Bengals 31.
2: Well, I want to say, John, I, I really appreciated what you said and I'm starting to be kind of convinced by you. I think the one thing the Bengals could do to win this game is something that my uh, sensei taught me. I was studying an ancient martial art, and he said, When you come out of a fight, come out swinging and punch and get the first hit. It was a very offensive martial art, it was a kind of weird thing. But, anyways, come out and get the first hit. If yeah. the Bengals come out and score early, as you say, they inundate them with a number of Jamar Chase and, um, I, I don't know, Irwin kind of like, you know, strikes. And then they bring that score up early. Of course, it'll even out more toward the end. But still, you, you make them work for it. Maybe they have a good shot. I like that, John. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is it, guys. This is the game. They talked about this being a tough time, Bengals schedule-wise. And by tough, they meant a cakewalk. This, seven straight wins right? The toughest part of the schedule, they're just walking through it. Like they're eating cake, like they're walking, through cake. like they're walking. I don't know what that phrase means. Like I don't know if it's cake. when it means you're you're eating cake as you walk, which is, is still pretty easy because cake is very easy to digest. Or if it means you're walking through a cake, which is very offensive, Not like a birthday refers cake to the bride and the groom little dolls that are on the cake as they walk, they don't walk the cake. To cake. Anyways, it's gonna be easy. It, 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 it has been a lot easier than they thought, right, John? And um, here's the thing. This, you know, I think a lot of people said the Chiefs game, but we match up well against them. This has been the game. This has been the game. I think also the Ravens game, but the Ravens don't look like what the people thought they would. This has been the game all along, where it is, we're just going up against the most talented team, you know? And fortunately, Josh Allen is struggling a little bit. But you know they're a powerhouse. They're missing Von Miller. They're still a powerhouse. So really, there's it's Monday night. You know, and Buffalo Bills fans have have they've had an affinity for the Bengals, not just because of you know the uh, I don't know the uh, let's say the, the the kind of the the peaceful arrangement between the the leader of the Bills and the leader of the Bengals, the two Goodberry brothers, it's not just because of that, it's also because we got them in the playoffs. What was it 2016, John? Uh, we, you know, we've traded a lot of, of our garbage to them, right? Yeah. And we've taken some of their garbage. This is what friends do. Sometimes yeah. you, know, you help each other throw out the trash. And in terms of, I'm saying players, right? They've signed, uh, they signed Bodine, they signed a lot of our guys, right? I think maybe even Bobby Hart. So, there's been a lot between the Bengals and the Bills. Having said that, how do you stop Josh Allen with a rookie corner, with a guy like Eli Apple, you know, who's, who's kind of, really, let's be honest, I mean, I love the guy, but, but he's capable of giving up some big plays. Yeah. So, having said that, I am going to say, for the first time all year, that the Bengals will lose. I think they're gonna be losers. And I think the final, yeah, wow, yeah, I think the. I'm just saying it very explicitly, very blatantly, so there's no confusion. There's no confusion. Let's all agree right now that this cannot be interpreted in any other way, other than the Bengals. The Bengals will lose. They will lose. What do you want me to say? They will lose. Let's let's confirm that they that they are going to be the losers. Predicting a loss for the Cincinnati Bengals. Go ahead. Okay. Can I continue? Yeah. John, are you paying attention? Oh, I am. Because I don't want you. Yeah, it's very clear. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. They will lose, and the final score will be 34-24 to 24 Cincinnati. Okay. The player of the game will be Jesse Bates. Oh, Hold on. Gosh. Who will have two interceptions. Thank you. Jesse Bates. how now, now, I guess, just like Houdini would perform magic tricks, Dadio has performed a verbal magic trick here. Tell us, oh, wise one, how is it so that you can win? How can you win by 10 points and it be a loss? How can they beat a Does that? even Bridget not understand?
1: I don't, but I would love for you to enlighten yeah. okay. us. Okay.
2: What did I just say? There is an affinity between the Bengals and the Bills, the fan bases. They like each other. So far, it's been like, we're rooting for you. They're rooting for us, blah, blah, blah. Your we loss both is my struggle. loss. My win is your okay. win. Okay. After this game, her, when we take down their babies, their Super Bowl front where they finally have the greatest team, they're not going to like us so much. We're going to lose a lot of friends. We're going to oh. lose a lot of supporters. We're going to lose another fan base that adopted us as their second team. How much clearer wow. could I say it? Yeah. Wow.
1: wow. I actually like that one. This that is was, the first one that I'm like, mm, I that dig that. That was Evel
2: Knievel. He just basically pulled the whole 180, like he just went through the air, broke yeah. a few collarbones. But they were our collarbones. This his.
1: means we don't get all the good wings sent to us, though, right? Exactly. So there's so are, much yes. we are losing. Yes. We're not gonna win the game, no good but there's wings. other
2: stuff we're gonna be losing. Those wings were meant for flying, not for eating. Yeah, but chickens don't fly. But still, they were meant for it. Exactly. Yeah. Here's the thing, Bridget, if that is all that you have, then we can end the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the Wonder Bengals podcast yeah. on everywhere that you find your podcast. We're on Believe. We're on YouTube. Don't forget to read John's articles. Don't forget to follow. Hold on. Yeah. What do they put in the comments? Section? Put in the comments what you think the key to this game, to stopping Josh Allen, will How be. How do we stop the Josh? Yeah. Buffalo Bit. And, yeah, that's all we have. 49. See you next time. So long. Sweetie Bye.